One of the spiritual mysteries about fathers is that fathers are channels through which the blessings of God is released upon the next generation. So fathers are like blessings generators. Isaac blessed his son. Jacob blessed his sons. Joseph blessed his sons. David blessed his son Solomon. So fathers have been blessed and endued with the power to bless their seed. But as much as they have capacity to bless their seed, so do they also have the ability to become a curse to their generation. In Genesis chapter 27 verse 38, Esau wept and asked his father, Have you only one blessing, my father? Bless me also, O oh, my father. And Esau lifted up his voice and wept. Of course, Esau, as the first grandson of Abraham, was blessed through the blessings of God upon his grandfather. But there was still a dimension of blessings that must be released directly upon him by his own father, Isaac. So he so desperately wanted the blessings, but alas, it was too late. It was too late. To conclude this series this morning, I would like to share seven practical ways you must not go as a father so that you don't become a curse to your own children to your own household, to your own generation. Seven practical ways. Please bear this in mind and share with other fathers. Share with your sons. Share with other men. Number one, do not go the way of Esau. Do not go the way of Esau. The way of Esau is the way of carelessness. It's the way of foolishness and fornication. The way of Esau is the way of destruction. That's where fathers tread the destiny of their children, of their household, of their wives, for their selfish personal momentary pleasure. The fathers who go in the way of Esau have an intense sense of urgency that demands for immediate gratification and pleasure without responsibility. Gratification and pleasure without responsibility. Hebrews 12 verse 16, Lest there be any fornicator or profane person like Esau, who for one morsel of food sold his birthright. For you know that afterward, when he wanted to inherit the blessing, he was rejected. For he found no place for repentance, though he sought it diligently with tears. In the way of Esau, fathers cry and weep to regain their destiny and purpose. But alas, it is often too late. Dear fathers, never trade the future of your household for what will gratify you. When Esau exchanged his birthright for porridge from Jacob, his brother, he enjoyed the meal and gratified his own flesh. But when he lost the blessing, his entire family, children, grandchildren, forever suffered the pain, the shame of their fathers lost, their fathers lost gratification, immorality, and whatever exchanged your soul for anything that provides momentary sensations must be avoided. If what you enjoy gratifies your flesh, it will deprive you of your blessing. Be careful with what you enjoy and never, I repeat in the name of Jesus, never go the way of Esau. Number two, 
avoid the way of Eli. The way of Eli, who did not restrain his children from disregarding God and the house of God. They did terrible things before the Lord, stole the offerings of the Lord, slept with the women in the court of the Lord, did all sorts of abominable things in the temple, and yet their father, priest Eli, did nothing about it. He allowed them to operate at the highest level of, of impunity before the Lord, the highest level of disregard for the presence of the Lord. He rather chose to please his children rather than honor the Lord. Eli esteemed his children more than the Lord and he paid dearly for it. God was displeased with him and Eli died on the same day with his two sons. In 1 Samuel chapter 4, verse 11 to 15, please, please, I beg of you, in the name of Jesus, do not go the way of Eli. Reject it, reject it, reject it. Let God be supreme in your life and in your household. According to 1 Samuel chapter 4, Eli died and broke his neck because he esteemed the word of the Lord lightly. The sad thing is that two of his sons died with him on the same day. While his daughter-in-law was giving birth, she heard that her husband and her father-in-law had just died and worst of all, the ark of the Lord had been taken. She gave birth to her son and called his name Ichabod, Ichabod, meaning the glory of God has departed. In one gloomy day, Eli lost his household and redefined the name of his special baby that was born into that family. What you will call your children depends largely on how you live your life today. What your children will be called when you are gone depends much, much, much on how you live your life now. Now as a father, dear father, live unto the Lord and take a decisive stand for Jesus. Confront sinners, confront those who are erring. Honor the Lord, exhort Jesus and sustain the name of the Lord in your household, in your community, in your church, in your group, in your office, in your neighborhood. What you tolerate at the expense of God's honor will deprive you of God's presence. They lost the presence of the Lord. What you tolerate as a father at the expense of God's honor will deprive you of God's presence. Be careful of what you tolerate and permit in your household. Never, I repeat in the name of Jesus, never go the way of Eli. Number three, be cautious as you go the way of Noah. Be cautious, be careful as you go the way of Noah. With the experience of the flood, Noah did an excellent job and God was very pleased with him. God was so pleased with him. God blessed Noah and all his children in Genesis chapter 9 verse 1. You can read it. But in verse 20, Noah picked up a new skill, a new job, a new career. The Bible says he began to be a farmer and a planted vineyard. A man that was trained by God to build an ark. He was a builder. He was a builder, builder building a structure that saved and preserved the next generation. But after the flood, he became a farmer. I'm not saying farming is wrong, but do what God is asking you to do. And what did he plant? He didn't plant olive yards. He planted vineyard. 
In verse 21, his vineyard produced wine and he drank of the wine until he was drunk and became naked in his own tent. By the time he woke up, he was angry with his son who saw him naked and did nothing about it. And as a result, he cursed his own seed. He cursed his own seed. Friends, Noah cursed what God had blessed. He cursed. He cursed it. He cursed his own seed. Of course, he couldn't curse himself or curse his son, but he cursed the next generation. Dear fathers, be careful with what you plant. When Noah built an ark in obedience to God's command and instruction, he preserved and saved his household. When he however planted a vineyard to satisfy himself, he drank from his harvest, uncovered himself and cursed his own seed. See, what you plant or build to satisfy your flesh will cause you shame and provoke you to curse your blessing. But what you build by divine instruction and according to spiritual pattern will protect and preserve your entire household. Please build and plant according to God's divine pattern and not for your own self-gratification. Be cautious as you go the way of Noah, a man who started well, a man who built to preserve a generation, now planted and drank from his harvest and crushed his seed. Do not go in the way of Noah. Do not go the way of Balaam. Balaam. Do not go the way of Balaam. Second Peter chapter 2 verse 14 says, Having eyes full of adultery and that cannot cease from sin, enticing unstable souls, they have a heart trained in confectious practices and are accursed children. They are forsaken the right way and gone astray, following the way of Balaam, the son of Behur, who loved the wages of unrighteousness. Verse 16, but he was rebuked for his iniquity. A dumb donkey, speaking with a man's voice, restrained the madness of the prophet. <laughs> the donkey restrained the madness of the prophet. The way of Balaam is the way of greed, the way of covetousness, the way of adultery, and continuous life of sin. Fathers on the way of Balaam love wages of unrighteousness and their greed, covetousness and lust will make them act in such a manner that God will have to use a donkey to speak to them. Beasts of bodies with very low level of intelligence had to confront the prophet of God who is supposed to be a seer. He was supposed to see ahead. Adultery, sin, fornication, covetousness reduces a man below the level of a donkey in the realms of the spirit. The way of Balaam is the way of madness and the madness can only be restrained by animals. A man who had supernatural encounters with angels of God later died as a soothsayer in Joshua chapter 13 verse 22 which says, Balaam also, the son of Behur, the soothsayer, did the children of Israel slay with the sword among them that were slain by them. Why? Because of his lust, greed, immorality, and continuous life of sin. Dear fathers, please do not go in the way of Balaam. Walk in the dominion and the power of God. May you not operate at a lower level than a beast of burden. May you walk in your calling and not die as a soothsayer, but as a priest of God, as a prophet of God, and as a king set aside to reign here on earth by the Most High God.
never go the way of Achan. I think that's number five. Never go the way of Achan. Joshua chapter 5 verse 19. Now Joshua said to Achan, my son, I beg you, give glory to the Lord God of Israel and make confession to him and tell me now what you have done. Do not hide it from me. And Achan answered Joshua and said, Indeed, I have sinned against the Lord God of Israel, and this is what I have done. Verse 21. When I saw among the spoils of a beautiful Babylonian garment 200 shekels of silver and a wedge of gold weighing 50 shekels, I coveted them and took them. And there they are, hidden in the earth in the midst of my tent with the silver under it. Number five point. Never go the way of Achan. The way of Achan is the way of disobedience and lack of capacity to follow simple divine instruction. The way of Achan is the way of interactions with their cursed things. Things that have been cursed by God. All the children of Israel were instructed not to take any spoil from Jericho. But the father, a father, a father called Achan did not follow the way of the Lord. It took their cursed things. And as a result, his interactions with their cursed things cost the lives of 36 men of war in Israel. A small city called Ai defeated the mighty nation of Israel as a result of his actions. Joshua responded in verse 24. Then Joshua and all Israel with him took Achan, the son of Zerah, the silver he took, the garment he took, the wedge of gold, his sons, his daughters, his oxen, his donkeys, his sheep, his tent, and all that he had. And they brought them to the valley of Achor. And Joshua said, Why have you troubled us? The Lord will trouble you this day. So all Israel stoned him with stones, and they burned them with fire after they had stoned them with stone. He destroyed his entire household because of his interaction with their cursed things, because of the lack of capacity, capability to follow simple divine instructions. Things that God has said to all, he took his own stand and he became accursed. Friends, there are things that have been tagged, marked, accursed by the Lord. To interact with such as a father is to endanger your entire household. There are people who by reason of their, of their connection with satanic kingdom and demonic forces have been tagged a curse. To interact with them is to set up your entire household for the wrath of God. Stay clear from that which is a curse. Stay off the way of Achan and preserve thy life and the life of your household. Number seven. Stay off the way of Korah, the way of Dathan and Abiram. Number 16, verse 1. Korah, son of Izar, the son of Kohath, the son of Levi, and certain Reubenite, Dathan and Abiram, sons of Eliab, and on son of, of Peleth, became insolent. They became insolent, verse 2, and they rose up against Moses. With them were 250 Israelite men, well-known community leaders who had been appointed members of the council. They came as a group to oppose Moses and Aaron and said to them, You have gone too far. The whole community is holy, every one of them, and the Lord is with them. Why then do you set yourselves above the Lord's assembly? Who? The way of Korah, Dathan, and Abiram is the way of rebellion, the way of competition, envy, pride, and disregard. For spiritual authority. This father stood against Moses, the servant of the Lord, disregarded spiritual authority, arrogated power to themselves. The way of Korah is the way of disorderliness in the spirit. Please do not be part.
act as a father. Do not be part of any insurrection and rebellion. The rebellious, according to the word of God, they will dwell in the patched land, in the dry land. How do you recognize rebellion in a man or in yourself? How? You will see that your input, your argument, your correction and the things you are striving for is motivated by the flesh and by Satan. You seek for personal recognition. You do not seek the things of the Spirit. You may claim you are doing it for the Lord, but deep within you, you know that you are out of alignment with God. I have personally observed that 99.9 of people who are rebellious, they always seek for ways to gather people on their side. Gather people, they always look for. That's what rebellion feeds upon. They never operate alone. No, they never. The moment you begin to see yourself talking to one, two, three people to, to, to buy into your idea, you are already in the way of Korah, Dayton, and Abinam. They are on the background polluting the heart of others and looking for ways for things to go bad so that they can be justified. You see, you see what I mean? You see what I mean? You saw what happened yesterday? Korah mobilized 250 people to oppose Moses. They never proposed anything for the purpose of growth and expansion. They proposed things so that they can oppose God's constituted authority. Most of these rebellious people are fathers who endangers their household through their rebellion. God hates rebellion particularly because rebellion is fueled by pride and pride is the first sin and only sin that found its way into heaven. Rebellion is about self, it's about me, I and myself. I constantly seek, it constantly seek its own, secretive, evil and destructive, its own agenda. Fathers never, never go the way of Korah. That's how God dethroned Satan forever. In verse 25, Moses got up and went to Dathan and Abiram and the elders of Israel followed him. He warned the assembly, move back from the tent of these wicked men. Move back. Do not touch anything belonging to them or you will be swept away because of all their sins. So they moved away from the tent of Korah, Dathan and Abiram. Dathan and Abiram had come out and were standing with their Please note this in your Bible. We're standing with their wives, their children, and little ones, innocent ones, at the entrances to their tent. So bold in rebellion. Sir, madam, move away from rebellious people. Don't stay around them. Move away. Never allow them to come close to you. Do not touch their things. Do not walk with them. Do not pray with them. Interacting with rebellious people can make you a victim of crossfire. Please move away as a father. Do you have a rebellious friend? You better move away. If you love your own household, if you love your wife, if you love your children, you better move away. Don't tolerate any seed of rebellion around you. Verse 31 tells us that as soon as he, Moses, finished saying all this, the ground under them split apart and the earth opened his mouth and swallowed them and their household. All those associated with Korah together with their possessions, they went down, verse 33, they went down alive into the realm of the dead with everything they owned. The earth closed over them and they perished and were gone from the community. Their fathers do not go in the way of Korah because the way of Korah leads to the realm of the dead. Korah died and took with him his household. That will never, in the name of Jesus, never be your portion. 
the way of Korah is the way of Judas. It is the way of pride, arrogance, envy, rebellion, and disregard for godly authority. Finally, this morning, never go the way of Ananias and Sapphira. Acts chapter 5 verse 1, Now a man named Ananias, together with his wife Sapphira, also sold a piece of property. With his wife's full knowledge, he kept back part of the money for himself, but brought the rest and put it at the apostles' feet. Then Peter said, Ananias, how is it that Satan has so filled your heart that you have lied to the Holy Spirit and have kept for yourself some of the money you received for the land? The way of Ananias is the way of hypocrisy, deception, and lies. It is the way of Satan because Satan is the father of lies, the father of liars. Can you see? The father, so lying, lie is like a son. Lie is like his, a, a person. Lie, lying, lying is a person and has a father. And the father is who? Satan. So the moment you as a father lie, whether in your office, whether to your wife, whether to your children, whether to your pastor, whether to your boss, whether to in government, when you are a liar, Satan is your father. When a man gets to that realm of double face, he's operating in the realm of Satan because it's only Satan that comes as the angel of light and yet he is very evil. You see? You see? Fathers who are living in immorality, in lies, because one of the spirit that immorality tried is lying. You cannot successfully live a life of immorality without being a liar. Satan has filled your heart. A father living life of lies, yet keeping a good face as do everything is in order, is a son of Satan. They have gone the way of Ananias, the way of Ananias. Cooperation with Satan. The wife and the husband, they formed a conspiracy against the Holy Spirit. That is the way of seeking undeserved honor from men. You know the story. The way of Ananias and Sapphira leads to death and destruction. Ananias died and not so long his partner, his wife, partner in crime, walked in and she died also. Dear mothers, do not let your husband disciple you to do evil. Be the conscience and be a helpmeet indeed and not a partner in crime. Raise a standard when you see your husband lying. Raise a standard when you see the man you want to marry doing double face, trying to sleep with you and yet going to church. Raise a standard. Shout. Raise a standard. Otherwise, you'll be consumed in his iniquity. When you see your husband doing double things, watching pornography in the house and praising God on the altar, raise a standard. Don't be a part of his crime. Be a conscience. You are there to help him. Not to destroy him, raise a standard and never partner with evil. Fathers, do not go the way of Ananias. Some say just a small lie. Small lie is enough to destroy and destroy your entire household. Seven ways a man must not go. But having said all of these seven ways, there is one sure way to go that leads to life and everlasting joy. Isaiah 35 verse 8. I want to end this on a high note. Hallelujah. All those seven ways are there, but do not go those seven ways. When the enemy shall come like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will raise a standard against him. It will come in one way, it shall be scattered out in seven ways. So those seven ways are the ways of the enemy. Now, this is one way. Isaiah 35 verse 8. And, and highway shall be there and a way and it shall be called the way of holiness 
the way of holiness the way of holiness the unclaim shall not pass over it but it shall be for those the wayfaring men no fools shall not go astray yes dear fathers that is the right way one right way one sure way one glorious way to peace to everlasting joy one sure way through which your household will forever be blessed is the way of holiness that is the way that leads you to the presence of the holy god do you see any of these seven ways in your life today is the right moment i don't need to pray for you i don't need to pray for you to turn back you yourself needs to turn and follow the way of holiness you have been going the wrong direction you don't need prayer you just need to turn you need understanding the moment god has revealed to you that you are on the wrong path through his word turn your vehicle and go in the direction of the way of holiness and as you do so you will see a magnificent transformation in your life forever amen